Hello, and welcome to Postcards from Palisade, the podcast that shares a snapshot of the people and places that make this slice of Western Colorado wonderful. I'm Lisa McNamara. Today I'm talking with Kathy and Scott Gilbert about all the projects they have in progress right now. Besides the Cygnus coffee bus that we all know and love, they're also working on the new Sempre Cafe in downtown Palisade, a yet-to-be-named ice cream truck, longer-term projects at their G-Road location by the high school, so many other things, and one more surprise thing. Wow, so it's so much more than I even realized. It really does sound like a lot when you put it like that. It's like, I'm not, I'm not that busy. <laughs> Is that everything? <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. We're working harder than we probably ever worked in our lives, but it's it also... It feel like it. But it doesn't feel like it. It's fun work. Like, oh, I'm building this thing. I'm making this thing happen. Mm-hmm. And I get to be creative and I get to try this thing. And if it doesn't work, then fine. I won't do it again. But at least I tried. What's the worst that can happen? Yes. It can blow up. You fail. Okay. We also chat about what they love about owning a farm. Because yes, they do that too. You own 30 acres here in Palisade. You're producing something. Mm-hmm. You're actually making the land produce something for people to have mm-hmm. to eat. And that just... That's the coolest thing. Yeah. We like, we like producing and growing versus just sitting and observing. We're not good at observing. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> just <laughs> passive. <laughs> not our thing. And why the business community in Palisade is so great. One thing that's unique about Palisade is they're not 100%, but there tends to be a cooperation among the different businesses and the different people that own those businesses. It's not catty and backfighting. Right. All boats rise when everybody cooperates, Mm -hmm. and you'll see more of that from us with others in the community as we open these things. We all, if we all succeed, that's for the better of everyone. It's, It's the town we want to succeed. All that and more on today's highly caffeinated postcard from Palisade. Go ahead, you first. Okay, I'm Kathy Gilbert. I have many skills. (laughs) We own a farm and I make coffee. And you're, you went to high school there. Oh, I did go to high school here. I'm Scott, Kathy's husband. I grew up in Fort Collins. Uh, we actually met, I guess, in the in the orbit of Palisade. Well, so. I went to church camp. Right. And you were we were at the church camp yeah. in Ponderosa. Yeah, yeah that so, way. Yeah, and then came out here and met, and so we have some sentimental attachments to the area. But I'm a retired accountant, having spent the last thirty years or so in Phoenix. Came up here about two years ago. Cygnus, uh, what I've learned, is a constellation, It is right? a constellation, the mm-hmm. swan constellation, mm-hmm. and it's over the farm during the summer during picking season. And um, also symbolizes sort of the swan on the, on the, mesa. On the mesa over yeah. there, too. We can tell her it started with a Rush mm-hmm. song. I'm a big Rush fan, and, and our son is, too, and he suggested Cygnus, and we thought Cygnus, swan, and mm-hmm. there are some connections. So oh, that works. So. Yeah, so it ties it both to Palisade in multiple different ways. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But usually when you say Rush lyrics, people go, what? So we don't say it a lot. Oh, no. I know <laughs> what you're talking about. Tom Sawyer and everything. Mm-hmm. I forgot the other song names. He's, he mm. knows them all. So have you seen Rush a bunch of times? Yes, yes, yes. But was, well, they stopped a few years ago. We went while we could. I feel like whenever I've met somebody who's a huge Rush fan, they've seen them like... As much as they can. Yeah. Right. As much as they can. So they go, many times. Yeah, every time. 
especially that last drawer. Right. And how did you get into opening a, and operating a coffee business? That's part of the dark tale. Mm-hmm. That's really your side of the coin. I, I, get, I get as my side of the coin. Um, I was teaching at a private school and learned that I do not want to be a teacher. And there was an opening at the coffee shop. And I'm like, oh, I'll go work there. And turned out that was kind of my thing. And then we bought a coffee shop in Phoenix and ran that for a few years. It was a failing coffee shop and we turned it into winning award coffee shop. But he was his job was just so busy at that time. We couldn't do it. I couldn't do it alone. And he didn't have time to help. So we sold it and started renovating houses. And then we got here and I'm like, I'm never doing a business again. No, that's too much work. And then six months later, hey, I got this idea. Let's buy a food truck. <laughs> so, yep. And then let's buy a property. Let's buy the property. And then let's because... buy another property. Mm-hmm. And now you have like six businesses or something. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I'm honestly not sure what happened. It seemed like a good idea. It is a good idea. It's just a lot, a lot juggling right now. Well, and it's not a typical food truck, right? No, definitely unique. She has her quirks. Her name is Brunhilda, B-R-E-W-N Hilda. And I love her, but at some point she's probably going to kill me. So it turns out 74 Volkswagen buses are very high maintenance. (laughs) Take a lot of work. Who knew? Um, Who knew? We're we're fortunate to live very close to restoration where uh, Gary Bronze is a a German mechanic as it happens in his spare time. It needs a sticker on the back, like yeah. this bus is brought to you by Gary Bronze at Restoration Vineyards <laughs> because it would not be running right. at all. And that was just a total fortunate coincidence that he was there to help with some of the issues that she had early on. Like going in gear, going in reverse. We still have a few issues, but yeah. it's getting there. It's getting okay. There. What exactly is the model in here? Oh, 1974 combi panel VW bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, found in Mexico in a junkyard and restored. And sort of. Shipped up, to, up Parts were restored. <laughs> yeah. Parts are questionable. So the dashboard is in kilometers. We have to say, you know, 60 kilometers is about 40 miles an hour. You mm-hmm. have to do that mental conversion when you're driving. I got her up to 80 kilometers today and it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Adam, I'm not going to do the math. I'm just not going to do the math. <laughs> and every time you find your gears, it's in a little different spot. Oh, yeah. How did you find her? I was shopping on usedfoodtrucks.com and there was somebody who had taken a VW bus and turned it into a basically a non-legal food truck. They'd stuck in like a home coffee brewer and they're like, look, this food truck is for sale. And I'm like, no, that's terrible. But maybe there's something better. So I Googled VW bus food trucks and I found two companies. One does these plastic replicas out of LA that don't drive and you have to tow, which Mm -hmm. defeats the purpose. But the LED roof goes up on lifts and it's really cool. And then the other one was a company out of New York that will build them to your specifications. And so we went with that one hoping to drive it. And she sort of does. She should not go more than five miles outside of her radius, yeah. though. Fortunately, there's plenty to do in the yes. two-mile radius here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you so. have a regular route or mm-hmm. kind of going around different businesses and then you're back here in between. Yes. Seems and like, yeah. So... Uh, sitting up the sun, I was I kind of came over and ordered mm-hmm. coffee, and there is this couple ahead of me that 
basically just came over to talk about the bus. Yes. How often does that happen? When every people day. are driving by and they're just every, like... Every day. <laughs> they will stop and come over, take a picture with the bus. Talk, we yeah. talk about the bus and usually they had a bus or they had a mm-hmm. friend who had a bus and they have camping stories in it or they did this in it and then they tell me their bus made it all the way across the country and I'm like, yeah, that's not my bus. <laughs> it's a very iconic vehicle for yeah. the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. and 60s Right, and it's just such a, I mean, it's like a tight-knit group of people who has very, very specific on their buses, and like, you know, you have to know the year, and what color, and what, and they all look at the inside and question, why did I choose the baby blue? Well, because they only gave me three options, and red didn't work, so, (laughs) baby blue it is, so. Yeah, I figured that was not a unique experience. I figured that probably happened all the time. All the time, all the time. At least once a day, and if we go somewhere, it's probably 10 people. Yeah. It's bids at an event. That's mm-hmm. great. She's cool. Attention. She's cool and I love her. Well, she she's beautiful. like iconic with the way the top pops up. And I don't know, when you see it from a distance, it's like, how You're does like, that even is work? That? Yeah. How is that? Oh. Get closer and see how it all works. Yeah. We went to the movies this last weekend and there was a preview for a new Transformers movie. And we're like, oh. And there was a VW bus. That's a Transformer. I, I really hope that there's a VW bus Transformer because I'm going to Me buy too. it. <laughs> that is going to happen. <laughs> Oh my gosh, and I'm glad that you're able to get the roof reattached relatively. Yeah, that was a thing. So what happened a couple weeks ago? It was closed, completely closed. It was closed, but we had, over the year that we've had her, we have stopped latching the roof closed because Mm -hmm. it's 200 pounds. It's hard Mm -hmm. enough to lift and like itself. And the latch sometimes gets stuck. Yeah, the latch gets stuck, and so we kind of stopped latching it. Well, there's that freak storm two weeks ago Monday. Um, that came through and within a space of 10 minutes there was maybe an 80 mile per hour gust at the perfect angle that lifted the roof off and, and just, then just ripped it off completely snapped it right off the oh side my gosh. and believe it or not we were actually fortunate because had it not snapped off the whole bus could have tipped over and we were fortunate that the plumber called yeah. and said, hey, Kathy, your boss is open. I'm like, oh, no, one of the kids didn't close it right today. Oh, those idiots. Wait, what? Oh, the yeah. roof's on the ground? <laughs> we got down here just within, this was like at 10 o'clock at night. We got down mm-hmm. here with maybe 10 minutes to spare before it started raining. To get it into yeah. the garage. And had it rained all on the inside and the, on the machine, it, it would have been totaled. So it, yeah. it was actually, in the scheme of things, it's not the we worst thing that, yeah, yeah, it wasn't the worst thing that could happen. It can always be worse. Yeah, I'm glad it was able to get back up and running pretty quickly. Yeah, they, Gary, that was due to Gary again, restoration, yes. and the kids came down and they put the roof back on, learned how to use a rivet gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've learned all kinds of new skills. <laughs> what are the challenges of operating a business out of a Volkswagen bus? Keeping it stopped, keeping the, gener- mm-hmm. the generators. Winter is something we learned you don't do. We're not doing winter outside So with again. an open air roof bus. Mm-hmm. Nope. If it rains or snows, and even when it's just too cold, it doesn't go as well. We learned that wind chill of 12 degrees starts freezing your pipes, and so you oh. close. Things I know now. So, so soon that won't be as much of a problem, right? That's part of why we, yeah, we needed a permanent roof going forward. Yes. And so, then she'll be for events only once once we're have the brick and mortar up and going. Yeah, I was gonna ask, is she gonna be retired or Oh no, she'll yeah. go she'll go to events at that point. And then farmers market season is coming. Yeah. In the winter Can't she'll wait. be in a garage safe somewhere. And she will be grateful for that. So let's talk about the new cafe though. I think the whole town is really excited about it. I know I'm really excited for it. I mean, other than needing a place to maybe operate in the winter, but how did you decide to 
go downtown and buy a place there. Actually saw the realtor listing of it on Instagram. And I went, oh, that building is for sale. What could we do with it? That building, but within 12 hours, we're like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to do gelato and tea and coffee and grab lots of healthy grab and go. And so that is what's in progress, mm-hmm. our process right now. Yep. And part of that, too, was that this property here on G Road is taking, when you're going from the ground up, all the planning and engineering and architectural that goes into that takes a couple mm-hmm. of years. Oh, yeah. we're, we're 18 we, months in. It's yeah. not just sitting wow. here. It's like we're, we're 18 months in on all of it. And we have another 18 to go If, if they started today, 18 uh, months. So we can have this shop in town open within a matter of weeks or, or a month or so, and then while this is still being developed. Okay, so the original plan was to have a coffee shop here. Yes. And it's just, you're, you're basically like you're retrofitting a house into... They're, they're threatening. That was first thought. Yeah, that was yeah. our first thought, and then it turned yeah. to do, well, engineering-wise, we need yeah. to do this, and it has a basement, and so... So yeah, the original <laughs> thought was to just kind of remodel this house into a coffee shop, mm-hmm. um, but the engineering and the architectural and all those considerations, it may just be cheaper and faster to knock it down and rebuild. Mm-hmm. But the shop will be in this on this site either way. So this where we're sitting right now will be mm-hmm. front of house. The coffee bar would be along the equivalent of where that wall is. But then they're basically doubling the size of this building mm-hmm. going out the back. And that's where the kitchen will be. And it's easier to do that because then it's on slab, it's poured, it's all new going in. But that is the plan for that. Right. Amazing. Right. So the, the the town location, just you know, someone might ask, why do you have? Are you, are you doing gonna, two? Are you yeah. Gonna have two? I was going to ask that. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and really, they're they're two Crazy. completely different concepts. The town location is going to be a little bit more of an upscale vibe, somewhat more dessert oriented. We'll have plenty of food options too, but a little bit more emphasis on gelato and tea, and and you know, kind of a dessert feeling there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to serve people in town, whether they're residents or just coming into town for dinner. There's not much there after 5 o'clock at night. Oh, tell me about and, it. <laughs> and a, a, you want to go have a dessert after dinner, you know, we'll be there for you. We're taking the entire backyard of it and turning that into a courtyard with a fountain and covered seating and just a good place to hang out when the weather's nice. And a lot of people are like... We just need something to do at night yeah. that's not centered yeah. around drinking, right. you know, right. or, you know, just and something there else. There may be like a winery can come in if they want to ever do a mm-hmm. pairing of a cheese pairing or something and or run that through there. But Gelato pairings. Yeah, or gelato pairing oh, yeah. with wine would be fun, mm-hmm. but we will not be serving alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to go down that path. And there's a lot here. There is a lot here. A and lot I, here I think and just it, having that, uh, just having something else to yeah. do at night will be yeah. a really nice thing for the community. Yeah, exactly. And the, this location on G Road will also be something to do at night. Uh, a little bit more of a, a market vibe. It'll be somewhat more food oriented with more emphasis on ice cream as opposed to gelato, some grocery items. And also we're, we're planning to have third party food vendors rotating through we've here. built out the kitchen designed the kitchen and built it out so there can actually be more than one chef in there so mm-hmm. if somebody wants to take their food truck and try a brick and mortar they can come and try it so it's, like it's almost like a food kitchen. hall yeah. or something kind of like, kind along the lines yeah. of a food hall yeah, um, yeah yeah so more opportunity because build outs are very expensive and you don't mm-hmm. know if your thing's going to work or as a brick and mortar or if you should stick to food truck yeah. it's exactly you just don't know. Exactly. So, so uh, food hall is a good term because yeah. it'll naturally serve the high school. There's events here almost every night where families are coming down, parents are coming down. It'll have, the, of course, the road traffic and the town itself. So, you know, two locations, but two very different 
angles. Our goal is, yes, we want something that the tourists like, but we really want something that the town likes because we live here and we want something for the town more than anything else. And we will be open in the winter. And we will be open in the winter because we, awesome. we will Yay. not be on a bus <laughs> in the freezing with that freezing steel counter. We will be inside and warm. And we're really looking forward to that. The Sempre Cafe, you're thinking, will be open this summer at some yes, point? Yes, it will be open this summer. Mm-hmm. We're going as fast as we possibly mm-hmm. can. As fast as the yeah. permitting allows us. Yes, as fast oh, yeah. as the permitting allows us, yes. I've been peeking in the windows every time I go by, and I see <laughs> like, you know, the trench. It's like, oh, look, there's, the there's dirt in a big pipe. Wow, that's attractive. Yeah. Was that something you thought you'd have to do? Oh, we knew was it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, that's it's going from an art gallery to uh, basically a restaurant, so... It's not going to be, we won't be cooking in there um, per se. We will be doing a lot of salads and sandwiches and prep. But even with that, you've got to have a food prep sink. And the food prep sink has to have a floor drain with an air gap to prevent back siphonage. And then this has to have a floor drain. And then this has to have a floor drain. So it's like, fine, rip it all up. It's just a lot easier instead of trying to make it work without that. Right. So there's, there's actually not a lot of work involved. It's, just, it's the permitting process and then coordinating the different trays that have to go in mm-hmm. it takes the most time so so it needs it needs to be plumbing pour the floor framing finish the electrical close it up and make it pretty and that's the timeline and i have my trades ready to go we're like we're so ready but and then landscaping Landsca- that that can be done simultaneously however it's a process right it has <laughs> to go we're, in order we're pushing hard that should be just a matter of weeks yeah at this point yeah Knock on wood. Hey, I know, right? Go ahead. You can do it. <laughs> and talk about the warehouse. Yeah, so here on the G Road location, because that's going to take even best case scenario from today, another 18 months, maybe more. Yeah, more. By the end of the summer, we'll have a, a warehouse in the back of the property, southwest corner, where we're calling it the test market. And that's going to be kind of a almost a pop-up concept, yeah. a full commercial kitchen in there, but we'll be able to be up and running on this location on sort of a, call it a beta version. Plus we can, since it'll be a commercial kitchen, we can wash our peaches there and freeze them to make jam later. We can wash our peaches and dehydrate them and sell them because it has to be done in a commercial kitchen. And there's nowhere to do that on the farm. So, and we may end up renting out space if you need to press your grapes or because we have a lot of grapes. Yes, and that in. warehouse will be fully plumbed for that kind of an operation. We're thinking ahead to the most flexibility. Extra to, floor to drains, extra hose bibs, extra plugs. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a transformer. My favorite part is on the, which end is that? that? On the east end, there's a 20 by 40 just covered area, like ordinary fellows, oh, where yeah. you can just sit outside and in the shade and drink your coffee or whatever vendor happens to be there. So that'll be there while this building's being built. Okay. Wow. So yeah, it's definitely easy to do that at the beginning rather yes. than going back and trying to retrofit yes. it yep. in. Exactly. We'll always overbuild, always put in more yeah. plugs, always put in more water than you think you'll need and a bigger hood for your stove. Wow. So it's so much more than I even realized it's what's a going lot. on. <laughs> There's, a lot There's a lot to it. There's a couple other nuances, I guess. The entry is going to be moving off of G Road and over to Shiraz. Because it's hard to slow down and turn right here. It's kind of terrifying. It's a bit terrifying. Mm-hmm. And it also, that is going to accommodate a, the town is putting in a sidewalk to connect mm-hmm. the high school through through Talon over to the town. So there'll finally be a, high, a sidewalk yes. all the way to Boy, the high that's school. that's really needed. Yeah. Yes. So we're, we're giving them land to do that so that they have 
For a small for, price. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we haven't discussed that yet. But. <laughs> but also in process right now because I, we're insane. Um, <laughs> we have an ice cream truck that's up and coming. It's really cute. It's at the electrician that was who's calling when you pulled up. Them that I have an electrician right now. He's rewiring it to put all the equipment in. It's a 1948 International Metro milk truck. It's so cute. I mean, Brunhild is great, and I love her, but I also really love this truck, too. Well, we learned that we needed a backup for the bus. And before we sort of committed to the brick-and-mortar route, we, we thought a second food truck would be good, and it, it will be good, but that will focus more on ice cream. But we can still make coffee. We use a third bowl out of Hotchkiss. Uh, she supplies our, our ice cream for that, mm -hmm. and she will be primarily events, if yes. not entirely events. Yeah. We think... Uh, ice cream truck at going around to the different wineries would be a, a good concept. That would be amazing. Yeah. Ice cream truck is awesome. <laughs> but she'll also be able to do coffee as a backup to the to the bus. Yeah, we're putting mm -hmm. in a double espresso machine in there as well. So we can do everything we do on that. We can also do on the ice cream truck. Okay. And then some. Does it have a name yet? Are you still waiting for the right name to come to you? Yeah, we've narrowed it down. Elsie, Clarabelle. What was there was another one? Shoot, I can't remember it. Claire, I kind of like Clarabelle or Lily Bell. It's just very. What What would you name a cow? Well, yeah. Yeah, like what would you name yeah, a cow? Yeah, I'll see the cow is the. I think it's Borden's. I might yeah, get sued. You didn't hear that, yeah. Borden's. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the shop downtown. Are you going to keep the exterior paint color? No. No, we're painting probably more in line with like our logo colors. The navy and then a cream and then where the red spots up there we're looking at like a deep burnished peach mm. so that way i can add copper highlights inside because that would look really good and it may always be known as the turquoise building yeah right. it's very so it's vibrantly turquoise red and yellow green lime green, green. Yeah. lime green lime green today yeah very easter egg yeah but we will be repainting the whole thing I said, though, in 10 years, she'd be like, oh, yeah, you know the turquoise building next to Pesh? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that one. Things don't change here. <laughs> no. <laughs> when that's up and running, what hours do you expect to be open? Do you um, know that yet, or are you still working it out? 8 a.m. for sure. Mm -hmm. What's questionable is how late on weeknights. Into the evening. Into the evening. Whether that's so 7, that 30, 8, 9. You can have dinner and yes. we'll get dessert. Sure. You know? yes. So I don't know if that's 8 or 9 or what. It's going to be full day, seven days a week. And get ice cream or gelato seven right. days a week <laughs> right and there isn't anything like that right now no, not so right now. that's awesome and we'll be um focusing we will be able to do coffee and all of the drinks we do on the bus but mm -hmm. we're also focusing on being very tea heavy with about 35 different kinds of loose leaf teas and have a big variety there yeah you don't see uh, an actual tea shop on on this side of the rockies my, my daughter-in-law is like kind of the tea expert so we're letting her run with it and she's like I have this one and this one and she has excellent taste so we think you'll like them so you've got a lot so you're gonna ha so you'll have the coffee bus the ice cream truck cafe downtown warehouse here working on building out a bigger <laughs> space here and you have an orchard we have an orchard and a vineyard, vineyard. yes mm -hmm. with two airbnbs on. and airbnbs <laughs> <laughs> it really does sound like a lot when you put it like that. It's like, oh, I'm not that busy. Is that everything? <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. We have, we have uh, three kids that help us, too. Yeah. It's a kind of a family-run thing. It's not just the two of us. We hire them to go clean. They get, they get to clean. That's their job, and they work on the bus, and they'll work on the truck. 
And our farm is uh, leased out to the Ruckman family. We're not out there in the fields toiling. It's because we don't know what we're doing. We're very urban. <laughs> we definitely don't know. So you just moved back here two years ago. Is that right? Two years ago, we learned with his job he could work anywhere. With COVID, yeah. office was not necessary. Mm-hmm. Said, why are we in a city? Yeah, and about a year into living here, I said, well, I don't really have to work. <laughs> not only do I kind of work where I want. I Let's let's go do this thing now. Especially for you, having transitioned from like corporate life into entrepreneurship, and then you've been in entrepreneurship for a while. What's the best part of having your own businesses, and then what's the biggest challenge? The best part is saying, you know what? Let's just go have some wine this afternoon. (laughs) Have a wine break. We did that yesterday. (laughs) Biggest challenge would be self-motivation. <laughs> I've got to get that done today. I've got to get that done today. And there's nobody telling you you have to get it done. You just have to get it done. Yeah. And you have to stop whatever you're doing and go do that other thing when that fire flares up. Right, yeah. I say just there, there's a satisfaction, particularly coming from the accounting world, of being able to point at something that's actually, you know, like it's, that's, it's a thing. It's a physical it's thing. It's just a physical thing. on a computer. Yeah. Uh, so being able to point to something at the end of the day is good. The biggest challenge, I think, or, or one of the bigger challenges is just it's always, always, always on your mind. Mm-hmm. It never stops. It's 24-7. It, there's no day off. And that's a, if you like it, which we do. We do. We do like thing. it. But it's also hard to switch off yeah. because there's always something to think about, something to decide, something to plan. It's, it's a constant river of mm-hmm. decisions and issues. And, like, did I make the, and then you question, did I make the right decision? Was mm-hmm. that a stupid decision? Yeah. Did I order that? Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> That's the 2 a.m. <gasps> We're out of that. Yeah. Quick, Amazon. That stuff that gives you the, the, the reward too. Mm-hmm. So you take right. the you take you take both sides of it. You don't always know if you make the right decision. Like exactly. what is the right decision? It yeah, is we we're working harder than we probably ever worked in our lives. But it's it also feel like it. But it doesn't feel like it. It's fun work. Like oh, I'm building this thing. I'm making this thing happen. Mm-hmm. And I get to be creative and I get to try this thing. And if it doesn't work, then fine. I won't do it again. But at least I tried. What's the worst that can happen? It can blow up. You fail. Okay. Well, we've done sort of blowing up. I mean, (laughs) things blowing off and eh. Nobody's been hurt. Yet. Not not permanently. (laughs) Not not permanently. (laughs) How how did you pick here versus anywhere else? Well, we we were thinking like, you know, maybe Montana. Maybe Montana, and then I saw videos of the snow and the bear going into the house in the snow, and I'm like, not Montana. And then we thought Colorado. And I'm like, you know, there's Palisade, and we could just get a little small plot of land and, you know, have a few peach trees, and that turned into a lot of peach trees. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's drivable. It's it's drivable from Phoenix. And, you know, let's just go look. When I say let's just go look, that means I've made up my mind and I just have to get him to agree. Um, <laughs> but let's just go look. And so we went and looked, and the place we bought ended up being the last place we looked at. We're like, you know what? Not up there. That's that wasn't great. Let's but let's just go tick it off the list. And we get there. And we're like, well, we don't hate this. Maybe we should call the realtor. And we were hooked. Mm-hmm. I remember driving back that night. We were driving through Monument Valley. With the stars. On the way back. Oh, with yeah. the stars, which is another Cygnus tie-in. Mm-hmm. 
and I was just saying every five minutes, I'm not going to be a farmer. I don't want to be a farmer. I can't be a farmer. I don't know what I'm doing. No. Yeah, I had all these notions of what a farmer was, and I was like, I'm not going to retire into working in the field 12 hours a day and Mm -hmm. breaking my back. I'm working harder than yeah, we still do that. (laughs) Okay, well, as long as the Ruckmans can do it, then okay. By the time we got home, we were like, okay, with this might work. And I think for me, I've always wanted to own land, and the thought of owning 30 acres in Montana where it's beautiful but what do you do you can walk around what do you do what do you, you know what do you do mm-hmm. you own 30 acres here in palisade you're producing something mm-hmm. you're actually making mm-hmm. the land produce something for people to have mm-hmm. to eat and that just that's the coolest thing. thing yeah we like we like producing and growing versus just sitting and observing we're not good mm-hmm. at observing right. <laughs> <We're> just <laughs> passive <laughs> not our thing what kind of peaches and grapes do you grow we have nine acres of grapes. We have two and a half each of Cab Franc, Tempranillo, and then about what, one and a third of Gruner, Vellaner, Dolcetto, and what's the other one? I can never remember. Teraldigo. Teraldigo. Yeah, so, so three colder varieties and then the sort of the mainstays. And yeah. do you sell them to a local They're producer? pretty much already can you, sold. Can you, say, can you <laughs> yeah. say who they go to or is it secret? Um, most of them will go to restoration because they're just... Oh quarter mile down the road so that uh, then there's third and then red fox Fox, i think it's taking the dolcetto and the Geraldigo. yeah if for some reason that they find that that there's too many grapes which probably won't be the case uh, there's others that can slide in selling the grapes isn't the problem it's it's growing growing them Mm -hmm. in this cold weather Uh, 2020 wiped out everything that had been on the farm when we had bought it there was there was nothing left and it took out quite a few of the trees we've spent the last two years replanting Mm-hmm. But we are now officially fully planted. Yep. So we're fully planted with 12 acres of peaches. Nine of grapes. Nine of grapes and... An acre of cherries. And then we've got some plums. But the cherries are special and, cherries. They are special cherries. They're, the, they're on a, um, a UFO training, uniform fruiting orientation. So they go on a trellis. They go sideways on a trellis. And you train them on the wires. And they grow up. Oh, wow. And it makes like a wall it's just a wall. It's kind of experimental, but it seems to be working quite well. Interesting. Yeah. What's the advantage of doing it like that versus letting it go tree you form? You get a uh, much greater density of, of trees per acre. Uh-huh. So the yield is in- incredibly high. So where you would normally plant 100 trees, we have 500 trees in one acre. My Airbnb guests come and they're like, were you drunk when you planted them? Because they all grow <laughs> sideways. No, that was on purpose. No. <laughs> Honest, we, we meant to do it that way. I'm assuming you get some of that too to keep for yourself and eat. We go through after they're done picking to sell because mm-hmm. Ted has his own network. He sells through the Ruckmans too. And then whenever the ones that are just left over, we go and get them. The the sad ones and the leftovers. and Slightly dented. The slightly dented one. That's fine. I'll eat that. Yes, I know. <laughs> no problem. You know where it came from. Do you have the kind of peaches that produce early or late? Or um, our first one is after the Pia 1 through 4. Our first one is, is it Rising Star, and they usually ripen around right after the 4th of July, and they're a semi-cling. And then the rest are, what, about two weeks after that? Yeah, there's, it's probably eight or so varieties up there. Yeah. And some of them we just planted, so we won't see We won't see for, anything for three, for three years, years. yeah. yeah. Um, and I think those were meant to fill in in between the Rising Star and, like, the Glowing Star. Yeah. 
So you just have a consistent crop throughout yeah, the so whole Yeah, so it's not season. all at once because mm -hmm. the peaches used to all be picked like within five minutes and when they were all Alberta and now they're just sort of spaced out. Mm -hmm. My favorite are the coral That's star. Fun. Those are my absolute favorite trees. They're my favorite peaches. They're just the prettiest. Those ranked in the latest, right? Those are one of the, mm, no, I think Glowing Star of okay. ours is the last because those are like the purple, the those deep dark purple. Make it big. Yeah, the coral star are just, they're giant. They're pretty. They're my favorite ones. Mm. I, I had no them. idea there are so many different varieties of peaches. They all have a slightly different taste here. and a slightly different color. And well, and I so I got here in September, so I've only oh. had the late season ones. Oh. So like, I cannot wait to go through the whole year this year. It's just, it's just the best. It's just the absolute best. The smell. My favorite thing is the smell, and it's not just the peaches. The trees have a smell, and it's just the absolute best smell. We go through the orchard. Oh, there it is! And we kind of chase that smell because it just travels. I love it. It's wonderful. It's such a cool thing to be able to have that experience. It is. Here. Like, and how wild is we, that? We love it. We want everyone to have the experience. Like our Airbnb guests were like, walk through the orchard, mm -hmm. experience this. Some do. Some don't really get the nature part, but we try. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about the Palisade community? I like the small town where you just know everybody. It just It's not too many people, you know everybody, you know that if something is wrong, all you have to do is call and somebody's gonna come. Mm -hmm. Somebody's gonna come help you. Yeah, everybody here is so friendly and it is such a uh, close-knit community. Um, yeah. We, you know, in Phoenix or in Denver where we've lived. You don't know you, anyone. You just, you go yeah. a block from your house and it's strangers everywhere, which is, which is okay. But this, this, it's a different feeling here. You feel like you're, you really are part of a community, not just living in a city. I was talking with some friends last night. We lived in Chicago for a long time, and then they still live there. Mm -hmm. And about how they kind of look at our Facebook things, and they're like, wow, you know a lot of people. And, you know, you're doing a lot of things, and it's been really fast. And, like, and just thinking back on how different yeah. that was, because you had that anonymity. And... <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to say it. And then an anonymity. Anonymity. <laughs> anonymity. That's a hard one. Where um, you know you walk out the door and you kind of intentionally don't look at people. Yes. You just go about where you're going to get there, and then you know it's such a different feeling and a different way of living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and on the business front, one thing that's unique about Palisade is they're not. 100%, but there tends to be a cooperation among the different businesses and the different people that own those businesses. The, the farmers cooperate with each other and help each other. The wineries help each other and refer to each other. It's not catty and backfighting. Right. It's, and that's, yeah. All boats rise when everybody cooperates. Mm -hmm. And you'll see more of that from us with others in the community as we open these things. But it, that impressed me a lot. It's not just a zero-sum game. It's everybody's cooperating to make it work for everyone. Yeah. Um, because no, because just... we, we all, if we all succeed, that's for the better of everyone. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the town we want to succeed. Right. It's not just about you, it's about the right. town, which is cool. We had, um, in Phoenix, it was very much a big city, and we had our coffee shop there, and a lot of rude people is the, mm. the best way to put it. And I was like, I just, I never want to be in the public again. I never want to be at the counter after just so many horrible, mean people. And then we were here and I was like, people are different here. 
it's different and they're they're pleasant and um, our one son he worked for us there and he and his wife just moved back here to come work on the farm and he's worked the bus and he's like everybody's really nice what is that I'm like yeah I know that's why we're doing this it's because they're nice and pleasant and it's it's a really I love going to work before I kind of just I don't want to go behind that counter because you're gonna get yelled yeah, at I'm gonna get or... yelled at or I'm gonna have a coffee cup thrown at me or <laughs> you know a spiteful Yelp review because I didn't give them something free oh, and I'm boy. just like I don't want to do that no. and now they're all just nice just nice and that's just so refreshing right <laughs> Right, it's just a better way to live. It really is. I mean, how can you be mad here? You got great views. It smells great. There's fruit and vegetables everywhere. It's just awesome. And wine. Yeah, right. It's so much good wine. I I don't know if I ever would have learned this if it wasn't first thing up the sun, but you have an amazing singing voice. Oh, Lord. It was absolutely incredible. Thank you. Did you ever sing professionally or is it a hobby? College... You majored in I majored music. in opera, yeah. That was like another life. But that's definitely another life. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you. Well in fairness, she did give up some opportunities to do the the married mom thing. Mm-hmm. What yeah. you can't be professional opera singer and have babies and I like my kids most of the time. Mm-hmm. So we went with that. Yeah. Yeah, what a life. It's a good trade off. Mm-hmm. Like I look back now and I'm like, wow. It seemed like I was giving something up, but then it also led me here. And I would not want to be anywhere else but here. I would not trade this for anything. Do I miss music? Yes, but this is also pretty darn awesome. Are you ever going to be singing places? Or is this something you just do if your friend asks you to do it? (laughs) I love to do it. It's just there's not a whole ton of opportunity. I got to do my lifelong dream of I'm going to go sing on a baseball field for professional baseball and I got I got to do that and it's one of the most terrifying things I can do because I'm like I am not going to remember the words I'm not going to remember the words um and so I ticked that off my list Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty proud of pulling that one off I've done that what like 12 times now Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. National Anthem? Yeah, National Anthem Amazing. at the Spring Training Games. Spring Training oh, in Phoenix yeah. is a big thing. I would, I would go and audition. I never made it to the full, like, the actual game games. I just did the Spring Training. Mm-hmm. Well, you've done it once in I did. Yeah, I did do Ju- Juco last year, and that was pretty fun. So, just fun. I do miss, I miss singing, just, and especially with a group. And COVID kind of killed a lot of that, because yeah. I had a group of friends, and we would just hang out and do that, and then they shut everything down. Mm-hmm. So, we miss that. Well, I mean, now you could start that back up again. I know. I just don't, don't know if there's a market of people that want to do that in Palisade, but... All right, well, let's find out. We'll ask them. Just use Who such a beautiful sing? voice. I just want to sing and just yeah. have fun and sing stupid stuff. Go on a road trip and sing all of the Disney songs and Broadway songs. And... I love it. I think we talked about this a little bit, too, but when you get a day off, how do you... Enjoy it. What do? What's it? Um. We do. We, do, we don't we, take days off. We take time we take off. A couple hours off, and we'll go to a, a local winery. We'll take the back roads and the UTV and and hit up a winery. Yeah. So. This morning, I got to use the tractor for the third time in my life, uh, <laughs> mowing between the grape rows, <laughs> um, and that to me is 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 not working. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's, it's like it's. It's yeah. nice out. Mm-hmm. You no, know, towards the thirtieth row, you're like, okay, this can. Uh, I'm done. When is this gonna? <laughs> but I, I enjoy doing stuff like that. So it's not. Again, it's just not working.
How do, can people find you if they want to find you? We so, put on Instagram, which is linked to our Facebook page, where the bus is every day. If it doesn't say we're there, then we're most likely here. Unfortunately, Google business page doesn't let me change my location every day. They're like, no, you are right here. Um, so we have to rely on social media to tell where we were. Because we were at Blaine's this morning. Tomorrow we'll be at Spoken Vine. And then up to Restoration, if it makes it up the hill. And our, <laughs> our central sort of website. We do have, yes, we do have CygnusCrossing.com. That is our website. And it has all the crazy that we're doing on there mm-hmm. as well. And links to the Instagram account. Oh, we are taking over. Oh, yeah, Anna's selling us. Yeah, we do have one more thing. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> um, the Percy vending machine that's out inside of or- out by Ordinary Fellows. Oh, yeah. yeah, Anne asked if we wanted to buy it from her, and that's in process. Cool. So we'll be taking over that. Um, it will stay at Ordinary Fellows until the tea shop is open, and then we will move it there because it'll do better inside. But yeah. since we're open so many hours, there'll be plenty of access to it. That's the Pallyvand right the now, Pallyvand, right? yes. Yep. Right. Yep. Cool. Are you going to keep the same kind of local artists? In- um, we're doing our best to get as many local artists in there as possible. Because cool. okay? it's like, it's a very finite space. And the things have to fit in there. So it's like, do you make tiny art? All right. Yeah. We are your people. Um. <laughs> yeah, can you? Yeah, can right. you, can you make yeah. it a little bit smaller? And we need it to package no thicker than this so that it can fall down properly. Yeah, that's yeah, and shown us everything. Yeah, yeah we, we'll, we'll probably have that as of maybe next, next week, week, early next week. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, so that's in process too. Everything's in process. <laughs> <laughs> It'll feel good to start like, opening well, some of these things. Right. Yeah. yeah the ice cream truck, knock on wood, again should be up and running by within a month. So. Fantastic. Yeah. Followed by the town shop. Followed, followed by, by the warehouse. The warehouse, and then followed by this market. Many, many moons from now on this. Yes. (laughs) Well, I'm really excited. I'm excited for everything. Yay! And I thank you so much for taking some time to talk to me. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I really appreciate it. When talking with Kathy and Scott, it's hard not to catch their infectious enthusiasm and excitement for bringing tasty things to Palisade. As I was leaving after our chat, Scott shook my hand and said goodbye with such a sincere, you're welcome here anytime. Fingers crossed the downtown location's permits get sorted out soon, so I can take them up on that. Also, if there's anybody out there who wants to sing fun songs with Kathy, now you know where to find her. Are you enjoying this podcast? There are a couple ways you can let me know. You could leave me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, or a follower rating on Spotify. That helps other people find the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. If you aren't enjoying the podcast, I'm guessing you haven't made it this far, but if you have, shoot me an email at lisa at postcardsfrompalisade.com and let me know what can make it better for you. No promises. The Postcards from Palisade podcast is available on all major podcast distribution platforms. Find us and subscribe now so you never miss an episode. Latest episodes and links to more information are also posted on the website, postcardsfrompalisade.com. Thanks for listening. With love from Palisade.